The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey, <sighs> Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Experience the difference. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome to Truth Transforms. Join in for spiritually enlightening discussion and the practical application of new thought principles. Here's your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome to Truth Transforms. I'm your host, Galen McDowell, and I'm the executive minister, senior assistant minister, and the director of the Johnny Coleman Institute at Christ Universal Temple. I've been interviewing several guests that I feel as though are really making a powerful impact in the world with their teachings and their example. And today I have another powerful teacher. First of all, let me just give you her quick bio. Mary O'Malley is an author, teacher, and counselor whose work awakens others to the joy of feeling, of being fully alive. Her inspired and transformative approach to being with life no matter what is happening offers a way to replace fear, hopelessness, uh, hopelessness, excuse me, I, I, my, my eyes just jumped on me. I don't know what just happened. Anyway, uh, (laughs) replace fear and hopelessness. Barely surviving her childhood, at 27, she found herself in a labyrinth of self-hatred, confusion, and despair, constantly trying to fix herself so that she would finally feel okay. Then a teacher showed her that fixing was an endless game that, excuse me for a second, I realized now that this email, that's what was going on. This email is so long that I'm cutting part of your bio off, Mary. I apologize. Okay. The way my computer is, it's just, I'm reading, uh, okay, that a teacher showed What's that, in that, the way is the way. <laughs> yeah, let me let me finish. I'm I'm dedicated to doing this. The way this email was written, that it just scrolls across. I'm like, oh, why is my computer cutting this off? So uh, let me get to the good part here. All right. Okay. All right. Neil Donald Walsh, the author of Conversations with God, says, I consider Mary O'Malley to be one of the most extraordinary teachers of our time. And Eckhart Tolle, the author of The Power of Now and New Earth, says Mary's work is a treasure of practical wisdom and profound insights, all pointing to one essential truth, how to awaken into present moment awareness and live in acceptance of what is. Thank you, Mary, for your contribution to the evolution of human consciousness. Mary O'Malley is the author of the book, What's in the Way is the Way, moving beyond your struggle into the joy of being fully alive. 
even though I totally butchered your bio. Uh, Mary, <laughs> welcome to Truth Transforms again. <laughs> I think they got the essence of it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So um, basically, um, you know, I, I wanted you to come back on the show. I know you came on a few years back, but in the midst of, you know, so many world changes over mm-hmm. the last couple of years, I thought that your message was the message. I was walking in my office and I walked past your book and the, you know, the title just what's in the way is the way. It's like, you know what, regardless of what's going on in the world and I work in the church world and, and, you know, like all other uh, corporations, cause church is also a business. It was affected by people being able to come to church and now they have to live stream and other dynamics and, you know, mm-hmm. hybrid services. Some people are in, some people are, you know, uh, might not ever come back like a lot of different corporations. And I just wanted yeah. to hear from you. How are you teaching what's in the way is the way in the midst of so much global change? Right, right. Well, I think a picture is worth a thousand words, and I invite all of your listeners to come sit up on the moon with me. And I have just a, a whole bunch of really comfy chairs up there, you know. And as we settle in there, across space, is our home. This beautiful blue, green, white jewel of a planet. And this planet is just like you and I. It has had an infancy. You know, it has had, I mean, one time it was just gas and dust, you know. And slowly and surely, it has evolved into where it is right now. And in every major shift on this planet, uh, there has always been chaos as an old way is dying and a new way is being born. And we are in one of those times. And I, I love a, a teacher that I've hung out with a lot, uh, Brian Swim, said, you know, life is all about coming together. And he said, here was the stuff of the universe, and it came together into this amazing community called an atom. And then atoms came together into these amazing communities called molecules. And then molecules came together into these really amazing communities called cells. And then cells came together into multicell beings. And about a million years ago, you know, in uh, you know, this evolution, it, these multicell beings are slowly and surely creating a nervous system. And about a million years ago, the frontal lobe showed up as human beings, you know. And for the first time, life could bear witness to life. And in, you know, universal time, you know, we're in our infancy. We've only been around for about a billion years. We need to see life from that broader perspective. And we need to see what Brian would suggest is that the next coming together is a coming together of the knowing that there's only one here. 
that there's all these variations of, you know, human beings and slugs and, you know, maple trees and clouds and ladybugs and, but there's only one here. We are all one being. And what we're doing is we're going through birth contractions. And just like, you know, uh, we're like the baby that's been in this tight, small world of the womb, you know, and now there's these birth contractions. And the womb, the tight, small world of the womb is the world of our mind that believes it's separate from the one. It's the world of struggle. It's the world, if you had a little door on your forehead and you could open it up and see a ticker tape of what your mind does all day long, it sets up what it likes against what it doesn't like. It struggles with tiny things, medium things, huge things. And we are, we are going through that big struggle of a birth that you imagine what a babe goes through when it goes into the birth canal. I've given birth to two children, you know, uh, with natural childbirth, and it is intense. But what happens is the babe then comes out into this completely different space. It's not tight and small. It's vast. And it's not dark. It's light. And to me, that is what is happening in the collective mind of humanity, we're beginning to understand that just like with birth, what they teach you is that to soften around the contractions. When you soften around the contractions, things flow so much better. And that's what my book, What's in the Way is the Way, is all about. It's learning how to really discover that contractions are a part of life. You'll look at the, the yin and yang symbol, you know. Everything has a positive and negative charge. We all know suffering. We all know joy. And when the difficult co- times come, to recognize them as your teacher, that they are not here because you have done something wrong or humanity has done something wrong. You know, they are our teacher. And that is the process of coming out of victimhood and standing with whatever life is bringing you, knowing it's not happening to you, it's happening for you in the evolution of your consciousness. So, Mary, great, great, great example. When you are in your book, you mentioned several times the storyteller in your head. Yes. Um, yes. Could you elaborate on what this storyteller in your head is and why is it necessary to be able to distinguish the storyteller right. Uh, right. in contrast to the spiritual you? Yeah. So, when we were born, there was not one thought in our head. Oh, that's just is so amazing. And Deepak Chopra says we have 65,000 thoughts a day. And so slowly, as we grew up, well, when we were very young, we were at one. The, uh, I love metaphors. And I, the image I love to use is imagine the ocean of being the most beautiful ocean you could possibly imagine. The ocean of being is who you really are. And you were born from the ocean of being, and you lived connected to it for a while when you were very young. Then, slowly, your thoughts, 
you began to fill up your head and you began to get a self-image. I am a girl or I am a boy or I am this or I am that. I am good, I am bad. And so floating on the ocean of being is a small, opaque bubble. And I call it the bubble of struggle. And that's where most people live. Most people live struggling with life. And this bubble is opaque. You can't see the ocean of being anymore. And so what we do is that we struggle with our struggles. And that's the storyteller in our head that talks all day long, that likes this and doesn't like that and thinks this is right and that is wrong and I I am right and I am wrong. And that is the filter between us and the ocean of being. That's what the bubble of struggle is made out of. Our mind, it only took the universe four and a half billion years on this planet to make this kind of nervous system that could eventually bear witness to life. And it is absolutely an exquisite tool. And it's necessary for maneuvering through reality. But it is not reality. And when we align ourselves with When our mind says, I am mad, and we think we're mad, and our mind says, I'm sad, and we think we're sad, that's where suffering comes from. So when we learn how to see it, I mean, I can still remember the moment. I I had the kind of childhood you wouldn't wish on anybody and ended up, you know, know, trying to kill myself three times and, and, you know, all sorts of suffering. And then I was taught in my late 20s, In the seeing is the movement. There's nothing we need to fix. That's the endless game of the bubble of struggle. It's learning how to see the conversations in your head and the images it creates and the sensations it creates in your body and the feelings it creates in your body. And I can still remember the time I, I just knew my form of fear was dread. Oh, dread is this horrible drop into the pit of your stomach feeling that something is terribly wrong and I am the one that caused it. And I can remember that first time that dread had came. It took me over. And then, in a flash, I became who I really was, the awareness that could see the dread. Oh, This is dread. And the more I could do that with all the thoughts and feelings and sensations that move through me and all of us all day long, the more I could relate to the storyteller rather than from it. So now I could use it for the exquisite tool it is, but not be lost in it. Beautiful, beautiful. Mary, we have a caller. And oh, I want to bring the caller on in. And uh, let me see here. Uh, Stan, are you there? Yes, sir. How you doing there, Stan? Hi, do you have Dan. a question for Mary O'Malley? Yes, I do. Um, yeah, Mary, thank you for uh, sharing your information. I, I love what you're saying. Uh, one of the things that you mentioned is that in order for you to uh, grow through uh, life, you have to sort of embrace those challenges, grow through challenges that exist. Um, However, 
there seems to be a problem, at least with most people, in relation to this idea of um, challenges, because challenges equals mistakes. In other words, absolutely you, right. But yes. but our problem is when we um, when we make a mistake, we we don't want to we we don't want to admit that we made no, a mistake, let alone embrace that idea. Right. So, so, so how, how do you, how do you work through that? Um, and not just like, for example, you're at a, a job, you make a mistake, people will, you know, they'll, they'll cover it up. They'll, they'll do whatever. Nobody exactly. will say, Hey, I made a mistake, you know? So, so how do you, how do you work through that? It's the understanding that this bubble of struggle, this storyteller there you know the storyteller is the voice of the bubble of struggle that uh we learn that so very young and it is made out of fear if you watch it you will see oh my god this storyteller in your head is afraid a lot one of my teachers once said uh if you finally see how much fear there is in your mind, you will turn to it like a mother turns toward a frightened child. This storyteller is glued together with judgment. It's the dualistic mind. And we learned very early on from our caretakers that we had to be the right kind of person in order to purchase the connection we so desperately need uh, when we were young. And so this self-judgment, this this fear of making mistakes and the idea that a mistake means you are bad or wrong has gotten a foothold in so uh, most every human being's mind. And one of the most powerful things you can do is uh, um, get to know that judging quality of your voice. And if your um, listeners are interested in uh, receiving a chapter from my first book, Belonging to Life, which is called Disarming the Judger, uh, you, you begin, when you read this, uh, have them email uh, the contact information that they'll get at the end, and I'll have Deborah send it to them. But this You'll learn from this chapter that, number one, we all have it. Number two, mistakes are a part of life. They're mistakes. One of my teachers once said, who was six feet tall, he said, you know, you walk down the path of life and you go two feet with every step. You fall flat on your face, you go six feet. And so it's wonderful to begin to, you usually could do this only after the fact. Let's say you get home that night. And you're just chewing yourself up, you know, and, and afraid that people are going to see what you did at, at work. And all of a sudden you wake up and you say, okay, who's here? Who's talking in my head right now? And the more that you get to know these parts, you can give them the information they need. I'm a human being. I'm going to make mistakes. It's okay to make mistakes that maybe you go then and share it with somebody that is safe. Maybe your boss is not safe, but it's wonderful to have somebody else hear it so it begins to lose its power over you, and slowly and surely you will unhook from this voice. I, that my voice was so strong 
that I tried to kill myself three times in my early 20s because I was such a worthless human being. And through this process that's in all of my books, slowly and surely you learn how to relate to these voices of fear and self-judgment rather than from them. Well, thank you, Mary. I really appreciate that. You you are amazing, and um, you guys are doing a great job. Thank you. Thank you, Thanks, Dan. Dan. Thanks for the call. So, so Mary, I want to get uh, down to some some examples in life where people are dealing with, regardless of location, age, or whatever. Right. A lot of people are dealing with um, relational issues in ministry. You know, mm-hmm. those things come up. People are saying, I can't find anybody. They can't find, uh, mm-hmm. you know, somebody to be with. Or if they are in a relationship, they it, sometimes they're problematic or they've had a series of problematic relationships. Oh, so, yes. So how do you explain to people who might have had, you know, divorces, bad relationships, uh, you know, mistrust, uh, abuse? Right. That what's right, in right. the way right. is, is the, way. the way. Eckhart Tolle has this wonderful quote, and I may not get every word exactly right, but it's pretty close to it. Life will give you the exact set of, uh, set of experiences you need in order to become a conscious human being. How do we know they're the right set? Because you're having them. <laughs> I love that quote. And a conscious human being is somebody that begins to live more and more in the ocean of being rather than in the tight and small bubble of struggle. I am in the process of creating my third online course called Falling in Love with You. And the first week starts with the understanding. The first week, the title is Our Deepest Longing. Our deepest longing is to hear the words, I love you, from ourselves. And it is so easy to... um, to love other people at times. It is so difficult to love ourselves. So in my world, all of our challenges, whether it's a relationship challenge, a financial challenge, a compulsion challenge, whatever, is uh, this statement came in all one fell swoop as I'm writing what's in the way. Life is set up to bring up what has been bound up so it can open up to be freed up so you can show up for life. And I think the three core teachers of life putting us in situations that bring up all those old beliefs that we took on when we were young is illness and death, relationships, and compulsions. So uh, if one of the most important things is to realize that when you're having Difficulty in relationship, the first person you need to go to is yourself. That this longing to have somebody out there say, I love you, what happens then our relationship turns into a business and, you know, I'll give you five, but if you give me four, I'm going to give you three, and if you give me two, I'm going to pack my bags and go. We use the other person to try to make us feel love, but ultimately we are the only one that can do that for us. And so there's a chapter in what's in the way, and again, they can email Deborah, and it's all about what I call the U-turn, the Y-O-U-turn, 
that when you're having difficulty in relationship, if you really understand what Eckhart's saying, oh, life is giving me this situation. This is what I need for the evolution of my consciousness. And then you bring your attention back to you and you say, okay, life, what are you showing me here? Or what am I ready to see here? Or what am I ready to let go of here? Then all of a sudden, your relationship has far less struggle and you're more honest with yourself and you're more honest with the other person. Beautiful, beautiful. Now, we have about three minutes before we have to take the break, Mary. Okay. I want to give people an opportunity because you mentioned email and website Endeavor a couple of times. Could you give people your website? Because I know all your contact information is on your website. So they can um, reach out to you, find out about your programs, get your books, and, uh, and anything else that they need to do to contact you? Yes, it's maryomalley.com. And that's O'Malley with O-M-A-L-L-E-Y, O'Malley.com. And yes, there is a a link on the first page to contact, and you'll find Deborah's email, and you'll find all the courses. The Falling in Love with You course is not up because I'm in the middle of creating it, but we're going to be, I'm going to be doing the Gift of Our Compulsions course in January. And uh, and if people email Deborah if they're interested in it, uh, have them tell Deborah that I told uh, them to uh, told. I tell them to tell Deborah that they are okayed for the discount for that. And then the Falling in Love with You course will be up there in January, uh, and we'll be hosting it in March. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. I, I do have to do a quick couple of commercials for the church before we take our uh, break. And, okay. um, you know, and we're going to come back because I want to talk about, you brought up some things about money and career. Right. And I want to talk a little bit about those two things in particular. Because, um, you know, again, that's where people are right now in the world. Um, So let me do this quick commercial. So just want to remind you all that you can watch the live stream of Christ Universal Temple's Sunday service uh, at 1030 a.m. Central Time on our Facebook page, Christ Universal Temple, on our YouTube page, CU Temple, or our website, www.cutemple.org. Also, I want to remind you that we have... Monday through Friday, Facebook live lessons at noon central time. You don't have to watch them at noon. You can watch them later because we leave them up. And, you know, some of our teachers teach out of our daily inspiration for a better living periodical. You definitely want to check those out. We have a consciousness building call on Thursday night, 6 p.m. central time. You can get that information on the website. Uh, Our senior minister, the Reverend Dr. Derek B. Wells, has a new book called Live Happy, which you can get on amazon.com so make sure you check that out along with his temple talks which is wednesdays at 7 p.m central time on facebook uh just put in at Derek wells or at rev Derek wells it'll pop right up and i'm trying to remember the others anything else oh yes we have a christmas concert and candle lighting service on december 18th so you definitely want to make sure you check that out it's going to be awesome and if you did not uh, watch my uh, sermon on our live stream this past Sunday. You can go to YouTube, type in Galen McDowell, or just go to CU Temple on YouTube and, or our Facebook page and find the sermon I just did a pat this past Sunday called Born of the Holy Spirit, The Awakening, which I talk about what does the soul awakening look like and how do you use the story of Jesus's birth narratives to explain the evolution of consciousness. 
We're going to take our break and we'll be right back with Truth Transforms. Discover the power within. Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. Welcome back to Truth Transforms with your host, Reverend Galen McDowell. Welcome back to Truth Transforms. Uh, Today, my guest is Mary O'Malley, the author of What's in the Way is the Way. Uh, If you have a question for her, you can call in at 816-251-3555, 816-251-3555. We would love to get your questions so you can, you know, process and work with what's in front of you right now is the way towards your transformation. So, Mary, I want to talk uh, before we get into some other subjects, I want to talk about compulsion. And mm-hmm. the context I do want to use in compulsion is like people who feel as though they, they have to do something. Um, you know, I have some people I know right. that, as I was mentioning in the break, that spend, uh, that I recently found out spent a lot of money on the lottery, you know, like $25, $30 a day trying to hit the lottery to try to break even, which they probably don't. Um, uh, but they feel as though they got to do it because whatever they're just compelled to do it even if they have to leave other things undone that that are part of their responsibilities how do you how do you deal with teaching people how to overcome uh, compulsive addictive behavior well how we've been doing it it doesn't work so well you know uh it's like a game of whack-a-mole you'll see that uh the U.S. Surgeon General said 98% of every pound that is lost in the U.S. is gained back plus some within a year and a half. Mm. So what we believe is that a compulsion is something bad and wrong about us and that we must control it. And the truth is what you try to control controls you or what you resist persists. But if you come, you know, step back, you know, and begin to really watch it, you'll see that compulsions, it, and you could be compulsive about anything. You could be compulsive about exercises. You could be compulsive about heroin. You could be compulsive about uh, overly working. You could be compulsive about making lists. You could be compulsive about food, alcohol, drugs. If you step back, you'll see that compulsions are a finely crafted survival system, that they are here to numb what is inside of us that we haven't yet brought home to our hearts. And so you can make all these New Year's resolutions, and then as soon as you have like a difficult day at work or... Uh, you get a uh, overdue notice, you know, in the mail, or your uh, mate uh, doesn't come home one night. You know, all of this stuff that it it uh, arises inside of us. We go to our favorite way to distract ourselves, to go away from ourselves, to numb ourselves, and people can uh, get. Uh, uh, that could get so strong 
that literally they can kill themselves. They can kill themselves with alcohol. They can kill themselves with cigarettes. They can kill themselves with drugs. They can kill themselves by overeating. And so when you begin to realize that they're not something bad or wrong, that they were created in your mind as a child, I must get away from this unpleasant experience, whether it's a thought, a feeling, or a sensation, uh, and that if I just numb myself, then everything is going to be okay. If we step back and see that doesn't really work in the long run, then we begin to have the courage to learn the tools to turn toward ourselves when uh, we are uh, the, uh, everything inside of us wants to turn away. This is not the quick fix. But as far as I can see, it's the way out. And I've been teaching people this for over 30 years. And it's like learning how to walk. It's really learning a new language. And uh, and so when you first start learning a new language, you know, you can barely even understand what a word is. And, uh, and you can hardly put a sentence together. But slowly and surely, you begin to be able to not only understand the language and speak the language, but over time, you begin to think in that language. And what we're talking about is the language of consciousness, that what heals compulsions is not fixing, changing, rearranging, although that can be necessary. I'm not knocking you know, 12-step groups or counselors or anything along that line. That's all necessary. It's like when you first learned how to... Um, uh, learned a new language, you know, you needed to go to a group. You needed support, you know, in learning this new language. And, uh, and, but what we're doing is we're not, we're not, uh, denying any support you may be using. We're adding something. And that is the ability to begin to be curious about your compulsion and know that if you, are, you know, spending $30 a day, you know, on the lottery. Uh, and there may come a time where you hear this kind of message and all of a sudden you get curious. Isn't this interesting? I am putting myself in financial straits. What's going on here? What can I learn? about this process of turning away from myself. And that's why, since it's a new language, that's why I wrote a whole new book on it and have, and have an online course. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that makes a lot of sense, to say the least. So when, yeah. when people are dealing with um, career issues, we've had in the midst of this uh, right. global, global pandemic, a lot of career change. A lot of people got laid off. Right, um, right. Some people in the midst of being laid off, um, you know, really cracked. Other people found ways to create new businesses. No judgments either right, way. Right, right. Um, yeah. However, when you're working with people, how, and they're saying, okay, you know, I've been doing this for the last 25 years, and now I have to come up and do something else, or, you know, or I'm, you know, freaking out because I'm trying to figure out how to pay this mortgage right. and car note and and, 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 you know, take care of my children. How do you help people center into their truth and help them understand yeah. that there's a lesson even in what they consider the breakdown? Yeah, yeah. In my world, breakdowns are the place of breakthroughs. But we live, most people live for most of their life in a kind of mind that hates change. 
and that is is it's like uh, uh when i would go to playland when i was young i absolutely refused to go on the roller coaster you know because it just terrified me and my sister used to tease me you know endlessly you know uh because it just it, it i i was so scared of this thing that where i felt out of control we are out of control at all times God is in control. This is a living process that, for heaven's sakes, took stardust and created the DNA molecule. And uh, and you are made up of anywhere from, you know, 30 to 70 trillion cells, and they all work together without a thought from you. To me, the greatest challenges of our lives are always here to kind of pry our fingers off of the the control lever so that we can begin to relax. It's very scary when this is happening to you, when, when you have been able to stay in the illusion of control for most of your life, which is keeping you caught in the bubble of struggle. And yes, it is very scary, but if people can just find their breath, and for a moment just notice their breath and notice a great truth. Yeah, they're breathing, but ultimately they are being breathed by life. That even our breath, we have not very much control around. If you doubt that, just try to stop it. And breath, I just do so much in all my courses and books on breath because breath is its the quickest way to turn on the calming aspect of your nervous system. When the fight or flight is there, it's like a dust storm and you can't see things clearly. But when you begin to come back to your breath, and I love a long, slow out breath. You know, people say, oh, breathe deeply. You know, you go around and go, you know, and it just adds more stress. But if you begin to connect with your long, slow out breath, and maybe even add the sound of, ah, the great sound of letting go, ah, you begin to clear the dust. And then you can say to however you see God, help, I need some help here. Because help is always waiting for us. The the saddest thing I see over and over again is when people are deeply challenged by life, they are they completely rely upon the, their own confused, scared, overwhelmed mind. And all the while, whatever that is that is God is saying, yoo hey, you, I'm here. <laughs> turn it over. And the more that you turn it over, the more you recognize what Eckhart Tolle is saying. Your life is for you. There is no accident that you are in this challenge, whether it's a relationship challenge, a, a career change challenge. You you don't know if you can uh, you know, pay the rent or the mortgage next month. That all these challenges are tailor-made by God. There's a wonderful quote, I don't know uh, if I can remember, from Haviz, who came a hundred years or so after Rumi. They were both Persian poets. And he has this wonderful quote, and again, I will not 
you know, he does it a lot better than I do. But he said, if God said to Haviz, what brought you into my arms? Haviz would say, there's not one action, not one thought, not one experience I have had that has not brought me home to your arms. Wow. That's what the challenges are for. They are here to highlight this bubble of struggle. And more and more, we begin to hear that message. Oh, my God, I'm the ocean of being. I'm not the bubble of struggle. I am the ocean of being. I'm going to breathe. I'm going to breathe that long, slow out breath, and then I am going to say, I turn you, I turn this over to you, God. And being somebody that lived in my separate self and felt that I was all alone and worthless and life was not to be trusted, I am speaking from the truth of my being. I am dealing with cancer now. It's a rare form of blood cancer that I'll have for the rest of my life. And, oh, my God, what a fierce but benevolent teacher it is because it has opened me in ways that that life hadn't opened me before. And I'm speaking from that place beyond. I'm speaking from the ocean of being. Your challenges are not here because you screwed up or God fell asleep on the job. Your challenges are tailor-made to bring you home to the ocean of being. Well, that's definitely um, an insight of practicing it in real time. Right. You know, um, it's, it's, you know, working in ministry for so many years. One of the things that I get across, especially when I'm dealing with people who um, are, are having a health challenge or they've had right. loved ones make that transition or things of that nature, I often tell them uh, one of my favorite scriptures, which is um, Jeremiah chapter one, verses four and five. And it says, and the word of the Lord came to me saying, before I formed you in your mother's womb, I knew you. And before oh. you were born, I consecrated you. Oh. And I love, I read it at every memorial service or funeral oh. I, that I um, officiate because it's a reminder to people that before, yeah. you know, you had, uh, before the biological act that created, you know, the, yeah. the collision of the s- sperm cell in the, in the ovarian egg, before you had right. a gender, before you had a name, before you had parents and siblings and yes. education and religion and, and race and all these other things, right. your spirit and yes. the situations and circumstances that show up in life sometimes uh, try to pull us into believing that the totality yes. of us is physicality. And it's not. Yeah, we're separate. So I think you right. know. So you know. So you know. I'm. I am going to ask my listeners to hold you and and continue to lift you in consciousness oh, as you, you as you work through and process through for your breakthrough, what, whatever that yeah, looks like. For all because, the gifts. You know, you know yeah. I, I know what that looks like. Um, you know, we don't know each other personally, but I, you know, when I was 20 years old, I almost died from an asthma attack of dormant asthma. Right. I mean, I was like. 10 minutes away from dying, right? And make it to the, right. to the hospital at the time. And I can remember being in the hospital. I just found out about new thought and metaphysics and things of that nature, Mary. And what was interesting was, um, I like literally was at, started at church, a new thought church, maybe three weeks. And I bought some books that the minister, Johnny Coleman told us to buy. So I'm, 
in the hospital holding on to my books, oxygen and all these stuff on me. My mom was losing her mind. <laughs> yes. Because there's our babies yeah. in the hospital. And I remember telling my mother, according to these books, I don't have to have this if I don't want it. And that was the beginning of my journey. So I often right. tell people that the best thing that ever happened to me <laughs> was that asthma attack. I Why? know, I know. What's in the way is the way. It's the way because I became so dogged and determined to understand my spiritual self that nothing right. else mattered. And I was like, yeah. okay, I'm going to get this. Yeah. Not theoretically. I'm going to understand and I'm going to demonstrate this truth. And I became uh, an intense student, which to a certain extent I still am. I'm more relaxed than I used to be. But I had to get to the point to where uh, I could, I was able to put it down. Right. And to yeah. this day, you yeah. know, that was, that was 1993. And, yeah. and to this day, I've, I've never had another asthma attack, no inhalers, no medicine, right. no anything. Right. Right. And right. I'm, I'm sharing that, that story because you just share one. So I'm like, well, let me share mine, uh, to say right. that, you know, it's easy to say, while I would have not wanted to go through that experience. Lord knows I wouldn't have wanted it. It was scary. Right. It was scary. Uh, not being able to breathe is a thing. But Oh, my God. <laughs> but I yeah. recognized in a real way that was my journey to wake yes. me up. Yes. And yes. I wouldn't have it any other way now. Yeah. You know, God I, I, loves us enough to give us the exact set of experiences we need to wake up out of that bubble of struggle, the idea, the illusion that we are separate from God. And we see these challenges as mistakes or we did something wrong or they, the infamous they, did something wrong. But that's being a victim to life. And would you really, truly understand that God loves you enough to give you what you need to crack you open. Yes, it's painful, but oh my God, it is so absolutely worth it. It's the difference between live, living in the tight and dark uh, small world of struggle and coming back to the ocean of being. Okay, so I want to talk about one more thing uh, because we, okay. believe it or not, we're running out of time now. It's 10.51 mm -hmm. uh, my time, so we're, I want to talk a little bit, just for a few minutes, about what's in the way, is the way, in the context of forgiveness. Oh. Um, and, and I'm and, and I'm just, just so you know, my favorite quote on forgiveness is from Gerald Jampolsky, uh, the famous forgiveness author who wrote, forgiveness means giving up all hopes for a better past. I love that quote. I keep <laughs> it in my mind all the time. Um, yeah. So, so how do you tackle what's in the way, is the way, in the context of forgiveness? Oh, it's such a key part. It's such a key part. And most of us think forgiveness is, I I will forgive you uh, because you've done something wrong, but now I'm saying that's okay. And, you know, and it, they think forgiveness is letting the person off the hook. Or with ourselves, we think it's, well, I'll forgive myself now because I've done, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to let myself off the hook. No, forgiveness is purely from the heart that allows things to be as they are. And it's a process. It's not something I've just finished writing the uh, week uh, in the uh, uh, Falling in Love with You course about forgiveness. 
and it's I start people with the practicing forgiving of the the people that bring little upsets in your life. Forgiveness is meeting them and you in your heart. This is the grocery store clerk that is flirting forever with the person in line in front of you or, you know, it's the person that is driving too slow on the freeway. You begin to, forgiveness sees that we're all in this together, that we've all been wounded, that we all have an unseen history, and that we're all doing the best that we know how. And as you begin to meet them in their heart, your heart, that's what forgiveness really is, then you begin to work with the medium people, the the person that you uh, find uh, didn't follow through on a, an important task at work or uh, the uh, uh, person who you found out is talking behind your back. Only then do we begin to... We, to meet in our hearts the people that have truly hurt us. We don't go right away because that is, it, it just, it doesn't work. And we slowly and surely work into it. It's like I was, uh, had uh, sexual abuse uh, by my father. And, uh, and I had this dream as I slowly and surely I'm working through meeting the little uh, upsets in my life, in my heart, the medium upsets. And then one night I had a dream and I had not, I hated my father. And I had a dream and I was standing in the kitchen and of the house I lived in when I was 12 when the sexual abuse started and my mother was standing uh, against the stove and I said, do you know I am the earth awakening? And she said, no. And my father was sitting on the floor and I crouched down and I said, do you know I'm the earth awakening? And he said, yes. And then I said, do you know that you were the most absolutely perfect father that I could have on this journey back home? And he nodded and we both just cried and cried. We have to work up slowly to that. And so I invite your people to just, you know, how can I meet in my heart the people that I uh, that I uh, experience throughout the day that bring up little irritations inside of me. Rather than going to my judging mind, can I meet them in my heart? Can I see they are a fellow human being that is doing the best that they know how? Then you work up to the medium, and then you finally come to the big guys. <laughs> a big, that, that's, that's pretty big. Um, yeah. I, give, you know, <laughs> I do want to, in these few minutes left, I, I do want to share one quick thing. I, as you were talking, I heard um, my spiritual mother, uh, the Reverend Dr. Johnny Coleman, who who's moved on to a new experience in living. Uh, she would she would say, I remember when she said something initially when I first came to the church, it shocked me to my core. Uh, it was on Easter, and you know how traditional Christian churches teach, you know what they teach, and not judging that either. But she said, Jesus died for Jesus. That was his experience not yours. And I just, growing up in a fundamentalist household, wow. I, I, felt, I yeah. felt dread. You talk about dread. <laughs> right. I was like, wait, wait a minute. And, and then she just kept hammering the point. That was his soul experience. That's what he had yeah. to go through. That's yeah. what he needed for his, his overcoming. Yes, yes, yes. And, and it took me 
a while. I remember buying, going to the bookstore after the service, buying the cassette because this was in the nineties, and I would listen to it over and over again until right. I could get to what she was saying, which was right. the same thing you're saying was in the way. Is the is way. the way, and he didn't die because you were a sinner. That was what the human, the bubble of struggle has made it out. And truth always opens you. That truth closes you. Oh, my God, you know, I'm, I'm such a miserable sinner. But he, even he on the cross said, forgive them for they know not what they do. If forgiveness is truly for ourselves, if we want to let go of the burden of judgment and blame, then practice play around with forgiveness because it will lighten your heart in ways that you cannot even imagine. Beautiful, beautiful. I do want to give people your website again as we have about a minute and a half left. Uh, make sure you go to MaryO'Malley.com. Uh, make sure you get the book, What's in the Way is the Way, on the website. You can get it on Amazon. You can get it. You can get it. And get, check out our other books as well. You want to learn how to accept you. You know, you've heard me say on this show many times, my pet saying, there's something radically right about you. Stop thinking about <laughs> yourself in a way that's that's inconsistent with the truth of your being. So yes. accept your own inner wholeness. And Mary's material will help you understand it. And yes. uh, the techniques is exercises in the book. And I'm sure it's exercises in the other books. So do yourself yes. the favor. Do yourself the favor. So, in you know, we in twenty seconds. Is there anything you want to leave anybody with, really quickly, Mary? Well, I I love the Bible quote you gave, and what it brought forth for me is the Bible quote I oftentimes use: "We see through a glass darkly, and then face to face, we will know as we've always been known." All the challenges of our life are waking us up out of the dream of separation. And God is cheering us on. And when we really recognize that God is always, always, always with us, we will know the joy of really seeing we never have been nor ever will be alone. Beautiful, beautiful. So next week, callers, we're going to have uh, the uh, Reverend Shirley Lawson to be on talking about meditation and its effects on your mind and body so you want to definitely check that out mary thank you so much thank you for your consciousness again uh, the listeners of this podcast we're going to be lifting you up in consciousness praying and holding and knowing thank your you. spiritual wholeness okay all right thank god you. bless you and we'll be right back next week with truth transforms take care Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Dr. Mona Lisa, and I've been a medical intuitive for over 30 years. Let me help you find new ways to heal physical and emotional problems. Be a part of my Healthy Living Intuitively podcast studio audience every week. Follow me on Facebook, Dr. Mona Lisa fan page, and Instagram, Dr. Mona Lisa One, to get that information. 
I answer audience questions and you can learn from people calling in that might be dealing with the same things that you are. Follow Healthy Living Intuitively, part of the mindbodyspirit.fm podcast network and wherever you get your podcasts.